This is Dr. Page, the best guy to see on the worst day of your life. I have with me today Elaine Holloway. And Elaine and I were talking the other day uh, after surgery, and she was telling me her experiences as a hospice nurse. And Elaine just has some great stories and some great advice that I just think that our audience needs to hear. Elaine, how are you today? I am wonderful. Man, it's so good Doing to have very you. Well. It's so glad to have you on the show. You Thank know, you. Um, I'll tell you, just listening to you, I just gleaned so much. And I just want you to just start telling everybody a little bit about your experience as a hospice nurse and some of the things you've learned. Yes. Well, it's certainly a learning experience. Um, it's it's like any uh, nursing area, um, depending on what you're involved in, what you see in your interactions with the patients um, is very special. And with hospice, those patients are very special too because they've come to the end of their life. And they look at life differently now than we do on a day-to-day basis where we're going to go to the hospital or go to the doctor and get better and go home. And these people deal with the daily um, prognosis of their uh, death is imminent, sometimes months, uh, sometimes weeks. Um, and I have taken care of uh, a man that only had two weeks to live. That was his prognosis. He was was two weeks, and he was like a caged tire, tiger. He would walk at night and pace back and forth, and it's like something was working within him. He knew that it was coming, but he he wasn't settled in yet. And, you know, when you're told that you have a terminal illness, you're kind of your psyche changes. You look at things differently. You look at friends and family differently, and certainly he did, too. And he, by the way, he did pass away within two weeks. Wow. So, Elaine, what would you say in general do people see differently? You you mentioned that a couple times, that people see things differently. For example, how do they look at their lives and people and relationships? I mean, what's, what's the priority for these folks? Well, I have never, let me put it to you this way. I have never, ever, in all the patients that I took care of that were terminal, nobody ever said to me, oh, my car that's in the garage or my money that's in the bank or that was so unimportant. It was no longer a priority. What I saw was forgiveness, tears. I've seen them wait on somebody to come home before they they passed on. Yes, they were waiting for a child or a sister or somebody that lived far off that was on their way, and they waited for them, and they they got to see them before they passed on. And speaking of seeing, when these people are laying in bed, they're probably 24 hours away from their death, they go in a lot of times to talking to Aunt Mary and and uh, Mama, and those two have been dead for 
25, 30 years. And of course, the families, you know, oh, he's hallucinating again or um, seeing things. But from my perspective and what I saw, they're not seeing things. They've got one foot in one world and they've got the other foot in another world. And they, I believe, are actually seeing those people. They're not, they're not hallucinating and doing those things. So it's uh, all of a part of it too. And the Bible tells us that we'll see loved ones that have gone on before us. And I think that's exactly what those people are doing. So Elaine, do you have any stories with us? Well, probably my most profound one, and I will never, ever forget this. Uh, It was a Sunday school teacher that lived uh, in our area. She um, had liver cancer, terminal, and uh, she was going down fast, and I had come into the office and heard that she wasn't doing well, and I thought, okay, I'm going to go by there on my way home. And so I stopped by her house, and I walked into her bedroom, and a family member was holding her up. She was standing. It was a small bedroom. She had a twin bed. And uh, she looked at me, and she said, well, how are you today? (laughs) And, you know, it's amazing that somebody's in that condition is going to ask me, how am I? But she did, and I told her I was fine. I said, well, how are you? And she said, I'm wonderful. She said, I'm good. And that's Jesus standing over there. And she had such a profound look on her face that it made me look where she was pointing. And it was like, I, I knew he was there. Just that look on her face told me that he was with her. And she, by the way, did pass away the next morning. But I'll never forget the look on her face when she pointed to him. And um, quite frankly, if the family member hadn't been there, I wanted to ask her what he looked like <laughs> and tell him that I love him. And I, I, guess, an opportunity, I guess they thought mom was crazy. It was awesome. It, we, well, they just, that lady that was holding her up didn't say anything. Right. And um, this this lady had a strong faith and and uh, no doubt when she closed her eyes where where she was. And um, it's uh, another one is a gentleman that was just laying in his bed and his family told me that about this later that he uh, kept complaining or talking about about a light that he kept seeing and they said they turned off the light in the bedroom they thought that was shining in his face but he said but he himself told them no no i'm seeing a light and he passed on a short times after that also um we also had a gentleman that came to christ a couple of weeks before he passed away, and there wasn't a soul on this earth that he didn't tell about Jesus. Everybody he saw, every opportunity that he got to go somewhere, he was witnessing um, 
his love and, and his salvation. And um, so he, you know, it, it makes a difference in a death when somebody is a born-again Christian. It does. It, it, it has to have that effect. And it does on everyone. And that's where the forgiveness comes in. And and this world is no longer important to them. Right. Um, and so they, they go into um, another whole world, if you will. And I think that's what happens when they uh, kind of like go into a sleep before their death. And then they go on and pass on. Um, I think during that time that them and God are talking things over and working things out and, and, uh, then they find, then they go on, go on to something better that's pain-free and no illness, no disease, no nothing. You know, Elaine, it's interesting, you know, the scriptures talk about how God is our very, is our very present help in time of need. And when you see people yes. going through suffering and death and dying, it, Yes. What you're saying here is almost, it's almost like their spirituality and God is just almost palpable. They, they see things and they understand things that I guess those of us who are still got more of a foot in this world, you know, I guess that we don't really understand. Yes. Um, And and they do. And it is, um, the point being with these people is God never leaves us. He knows and they know what's going on. He puts that instinct in us. And these people know that that they're not going to live and that wow. things have changed and they're going on to meet their Lord. And that's a comfort for them. That's a comfort for their family. And it's, I had one guy, an elderly gentleman, and I was helping him with the shower one day. And finally, when I was as wet as he was, I just got in the shower with him. (laughs) Wish I had a picture of that. (laughs) Here we're bathing. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's scary. And uh, he turned around and he looked at me in the face and he said, I'm going to die, aren't I? And oh. I, I said, yes, wow. sir. I, I, I think that, it, that it's probably that way. But they look for somebody that's going to talk to them truthfully. Wow. Because people have a tendency to not go visit, not go see them, because they don't know what to say. Right. And it's the best thing to do is let them talk. And they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, um, and I had that with a 17-year-old that had brain cancer. And every time we went, you know, his mom would answer that door, oh, you know, don't, don't say anything because <laughs> he doesn't know. And, you know, I, when I walked into his room, he knew that's the first thing because they're hungry for somebody to be honest with them. They know what their body's telling them. Wow. They know what. Um, that inner instinct is telling them, and that kid knew. Of course, he knew. But sometimes the dying are isolated because, in a sense, when we go visit them, we're looking at ourselves because we're all going to do it, everybody. Yep. And um, I, I recently they're, went they're quite a, a patient population. Hey, yeah, so, it's a. Uh, 
you, you've already given, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know you got so much, man, you got so much wisdom. It's just hard to stop you and ask you a question. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Like, you've already given one, one word of advice, you know, about, about just being honest with people. But what advice would you give for a family who say they have a, they have a father or a family member in, in hospice and you know, they're going to die. What, what advice would you give to the families of those who are, who are going through a, a death experience? Well, when I was admitting them for a while, you know, you had the five stages of dying. The family goes through those also. And, you know, it, it, people don't give up, but they come to accept. And there's a big difference in that Mm -hmm. because you can still have that hope. But you at the towards the end time, you're gonna accept that yes, this is um, the end of life. The families, um, I think, is to know that maybe what's important for that dying dad isn't what's important for you. A lot of families will come into the dying and say, oh, you know, we come and visit and it's, oh, uh, we want to talk. We want him to talk to us. We want to enjoy his last few days and hours uh, visiting and, and having that with him. But you see, towards the end, they don't want that because they're busy working what's going on within them in the situation. We become really no longer a part of their um, life. We've gone into ourself, and we're doing those inner workings with Christ and what's going to go on with that. And we all know they, they close their eyes. The first thing they see is him. Hallelujah. It doesn't get any better than that. And the family needs to realize that they need that pain medication. Uh, they need that comfort, keeping them clean. That's the most important to them at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Enjoy them before they come, get to that point. Yeah. And visit, make memories, forgiveness. Oh, forgiveness is a big thing at a deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it a uh, lots of times. So that, and I had one. Go ahead. So that withdrawal I, is kind of normal with people who are dying. They just kind of. Oh, without a doubt. I've seen it in all of them. Wow. I've seen it in all of them. Wow. We had one woman in Crockett. Uh, she uh, was one of those that baked pies and stuff for the community. She yeah. was an elderly lady. You know, just one of those. Everybody loves her. Right. And her family, when I told them that she was changing and her breathing and and it wasn't going to be but a few minutes, her son-in-law ran to the church and got hymnals. And when she was laying there taking her last few breaths, they were singing, How Great Thou Art. And it just gave you the chills. But what a comfort. Not for her. Because she was beyond that. But for them, that comfort that God gives us, that peace that he gives us, those people knew where she was going. 
they they had that comfort in in knowing that about her and loving her and it was a the most a beautiful death and there is such a thing wow yeah i recently had that with a friend he's a he was a music minister loved to sing and his wife same kind of thing she was withdrawn but he said he woke up one night and he just heard her singing how great thou art and he said it just sent a chill down the spine Mm -hmm. but you're right it's amazing it's interesting it's almost like they're peering into another world and telling their family members that it's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes Sometimes the family members have a hard time letting them go. And when sometimes I would visit, I would tell the the patient, you know, it's okay to go when you get ready because Janie's going to be okay and Mama's going to be okay and and we're all here and we're all going to be okay. You go now when you get ready. And it might be an hour or two, a few minutes, whatever. But it, it's like you give them that assurance that what you're leaving is going to be okay. And then they look forward to what's ahead. And if you know Christ, you do. Elaine, I think so, we're going to, I think with that statement, we're going to stop. Man, I'll tell you what, it's amazing the experiences. And I'm sure that, man, what a, what a ministry you've had over the years as a hospice nurse. And one of the things I know mm-hmm. it's changed the way that you see life, just seeing how people. Oh, yes. die. And uh, man, I really just appreciate you being on the show and just telling people these, man, these awesome stories. I know that it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of assurance for people who are going through this process. Anything oh, else, yes. Any things you want to tell us before the, before we close. Find that forgiveness for each other and love each other because that the, the time comes for everybody, whether it's a five-year-old or a 17-year-old or a 35-year-old or a 90-year-old. It all comes to us and pray about forgiving somebody today that that you've been dragging that ball and chain of unforgiveness for and just let it go because life's too short enjoy them love them forgive them and don't don't wait to your deathbed to do that love them and forgive them wow elaine i needed to hear Thank that you today man it's it's good having you on the show folks this was elaine Holloway, and she served as a hospice nurse for years. And I could, we could just continue this on, Elaine. We might want to have another, another uh, talk sometime, maybe, and tell some more stories. Okay. 